yourself into it. Back with another episode of the Sip the Talent Podcast. I got my brother from another mother went with me, uh, Dwayne Taylor. He's the receiver coach at uh, Texas Wesleyan. What up, coach? What's up, man? I'm I'm excited to do it, man. I'm glad you started this. This a dream that you've been trying to make come true for a while. So I'm I'm glad I'm one of the guests on the show. I'm ready to get into it, man. Let's do it. All right, let's first start off talking about uh, the first time we met at all <laughs> yeah man first time we met man i was in the coach's office talking to uh i think it was my db coach and uh you and and coach reed who was the head coach at uh at <laughs> natchez uh the school that that i started working at first y'all were in the office and uh coach reed was like yeah man you know uh this guy will be coming on board with us i was a 21 year old uh senior in college ready to ready to get after it and uh, I introduced myself to, to this guy, and he said, what's up, man? Coach Evans, you're going to catch hell every day at practice. I said, dang, man, it's like that? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's me. You know, it takes a minute for me to welcome new faces into the family. But once you got in, it was all good, and we've been like brothers ever since. Yeah, man, I, I you know, just little stuff, man. When I, when, when I graduated, I was, a, like like I said, 21 years old, just sold my little red truck that I had on campus. So, you know, I didn't have a car. I had an apartment and stuff in Natchez. And, and not one day I didn't have a ride to practice or nothing. This man would come all the way across, across town, I'm sorry, come get me, take me to practice, take me grocery shopping and stuff. And we've been, we've been rocking ever since, man. Ten years strong, bro. Ten years. It seemed like yesterday. I know. Time flies. Time flies. Well, um, talk about your playing career at Alcorn and playing for uh, Johnny Thomas. Man, I, hey, one thing about Coach Thomas, man, it's not too many uh, coaches, head coaches, D1 head coaches that are, that are doctors, man. So Coach Thomas is actually Dr. Johnny Thomas. And uh, when you talk to him, man, you, you, you can tell he, he's a very smart guy. Uh, he's very anal about the little things, especially special teams and stuff like that. And uh, being able to play D1 ball and not be too far from home and, you know, and getting a chance to meet a lot of guys, it was awesome, man. Uh, had a, had a chance to travel around to see places I probably would have never seen if I'd have stayed in New Orleans, and I'm just I'm just I was excited to play for him, and he actually still mentors me to this day. I, I can call him at any time, uh, ask him some stuff about you know, ask him about some grants and stuff uh, to help the school that I was at last, help them with their weight room and stuff, and he he pointed me in the right direction, and he he's one of the most solid guys I've been around, and 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 he's one of one of my mentors and and what I'm trying to do with my career. So it was a blast, man. He he made it fun. What's your fondest memory about playing football at Alcorn? <laughs> How did I know you were going to ask me that, man? <laughs> I knew it was coming. So, uh, oh, man, it's, it's so many of them with Coach Thomas, man. But uh, but uh, I think my fondest memory, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep it PG. My fondest memory is we had a guy on our team. He was an all, all-American, all-conference linebacker. His name was Dewan Wilson. And Coach Thomas could say his name perfectly fine. His name was Dewan. My name is Dewayne. And when it came down to me, he couldn't say Dewayne. So he called Dewan Dewan, and he called me Dewayne. He said Gerange. And I think that he, he still called me that to this day. So if I call him, I'll be like, hey, Coach, what's going on, man? He'd be like, hey, Gerange, how's it going? So I think that's, the, that's, that's probably one of the fondest moments that, that just keeps coming up every time I talk to him. So... 
Yeah, that's what he called you the day I let him know that I knew you and that we worked together. He was like, oh, Gerange? Yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my guy, man. I, I love Coach Thomas to death, man. And he's probably one of those guys. He's one of those guys that, that helped me separate, you know, the business of coaching, but the, the, the love, you know, that you have for people. So for two and a half, three hours, it's a business, man. He, he's about his business. But the other 21 hours out of the day, man, if you needed anything, you need somebody to talk to, Coach Thomas was your guy. So that, that's kind of where I get a lot of my coaching philosophy from. Yeah, I, I get that feel from him, too. When I took his class, he kind of took me on his wing and kind of told me some things I needed to work on to be a better uh, teacher, coach, and administrator uh, if I was going into that field. But um, he's an overall stand-up guy. And I enjoyed my time in his class, even though he had like four or five hundred question tests. <laughs> oh, yeah, like that's that. him, man. <laughs> but it was all good. What about uh, when you came to Natchez? What What did you take from uh, Lance Reed? Man, uh, Lance, Lance, man. And, and I mean, like I said, I, I was, I'm a I'm a I'm, I'm one of the guys that, that got lucky, man. I, I worked for Lance Reed, who's also a doctor as well. Very cerebral guy, and not just saying that because he has a real big head. Like we joke about his head being big all the time, but man, Coach Reed, he was so structured in everything, and and he was a guy that knew the whole system. I mean, it was basically his offense, and you and Trey kind of tweaked it a little bit, and then he ran the defense, and he's a guy that was that 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 really was hands on with everything and everybody, but discipline was first. Nobody came, uh, nobody was above the team, and. Uh, uh, that's that's one of the things I, I took when I became a head coach that nobody's above the culture because at the end of the day, you know, when I'm gone, when when everybody's gone, that school's still gonna be there and that name's still gonna be there and that culture's still gonna be there. So nobody's above the culture and I, I think that was one of the things. And secondly, um, you know, I, I didn't find you know what we had in Natchez until I got to Texas Wesleyan. As far as the the family atmosphere, like I mean, it's been, it'll be times where on Mondays, you know, during the season we get together, at, you know, we'll pick a house and we'll go watch Monday night football and order pizza, even Coach Ball and putting the steaks on the grill and stuff and you know and us just hanging out and the kids are over and we're, we're just hanging out as a family and I didn't find that until I actually got to Texas Wesleyan and that kind of that kind of you know spoiled me a little bit because you know when I went to my next stop and my other stops along the way it was like man you know we did this in Natchez or you know this is the way they did it in Natchez and it kind of you know, I was kind of spoiled a little bit with that, but I had to realize that different people do it different ways. But, you know, I, I have family in Natchez. That's not my friends. That's not my, my coaches or my old coworkers. That's my family. So I, I love that part about it. Yeah, I feel the same way about my time in Natchez, and I'm still uh, looking for that. I think we're building that here in, uh, in, in Lincoln, but it's, I can't say I talk to everybody like I do the group in Natchez. I don't know if right. it's because most of us were Natchezians and kind of went to the school, but it was just something special about what we had. And, you know, most coaching staffs don't have that, and I appreciate my time there. And I also appreciate the time I worked for Lance because I think uh, at this point in my career, I could be a head coach thanks to the things I learned from Lance. But, right. Um, when you left Natchez, you ended up going to Texas for a minute, getting out of the coaching. What yep. made you get back into coaching? Man, um, had a bu- had a buddy, man. He he, crazy story. I just keep going. My boy, 
my boy Brandon Brown, man, St. Helena. Shout out to to Greensboro, Louisiana, man. He uh he he got a head coaching gig at St. Helena, a school. Uh, they won four games in, in six years. He got a head coaching job, and he said, man, look, it's going to be hard, but need somebody to come down and basically be, you know, second in command. I need you to come take, you know, help me with this thing, man. And I said, you know, I'm the guy for you. So I, I said, forget it. I got I, I got out of coaching for a while, but I didn't love what I was doing. And, you know, and I was like, man, you know what? I want to I wanna get back into it. So packed up in the middle of the night and I, I headed to Greensburg, Louisiana and I, I became the office coordinator at uh, St. Helena High School in Greensburg. Okay, and what did you like about your time there? About the man, kids and whatnot? Because I know it's it a small was, town. Man, it was a learning experience because it was my first time being an, an actual coordinator and then to be on the offensive side of the ball. Needless to say, I ran the same thing that we did at Natchez. I knew it hand and foot. That was also a good thing at Natchez. Man, y'all let me sit in on as many offensive meetings as I wanted to. And I picked y'all brain so much to where I think I could have called the game just like you guys. But uh, for me to go to St. Helena, it was a learning experience because it was a different place. Uh, it was a different kind of atmosphere. Uh, you know, and, and, and it was a learning experience as far as being a coordinator. Like, you're, if you're the coordinator, you're the head coach of the offense. And, you know, and, and that kind of got me ready for, you know, the, the rest of my career. But, uh, you know, I, I love the fact in St. Helena that football is really everything. And, you know, and, and that little town, they love St. Helena uh, Central High School, which is now uh, St. Helena, St. Helena College and Career Academy. But uh, they love football, man. And uh, the fact that, you know, we we my, my time there, we went four and six and we made to we actually made to the playoffs because of power rankings for the first time in eight years. And, you know, and, and that, that was real awesome. And, you know, I got a chance to, you know, sit there and, and even after I left, I watched Brandon, what he did with that program. Uh, he took a team that was, like I said, that won four games in six years. Uh, four years later, they played in the state championship game. And, you know, and I, I text Brandon and I congratulated him because at the end of the day, you know, he's my brother. I text him and I said, man, you know, con- congratulations. And, you know, I was like, thank you for even letting me be a part of that. He was like, man, you, you know, you set the foundation. You were the guy that, you know, you were my office, my first offensive coordinator. And, you know, and I don't take credit for that kind of stuff, man. That's all him. But the fact that that team went from uh, 0-10 or 1-9 and to 12-2 and, 12 and 2 and playing in the state championship is, is awesome. And, 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 you know, when I was a, when, when I was offensive coordinator, that, those guys were ninth graders and not at the 12th grade. And I see what they're doing and, and getting scholarship offers, man, that's, that was one of the best feelings I had as well. So that, that was awesome. That was a, a good part of St. Helena, man. Did they play in the championship uh, against Faraday or was it the semifinals? They played in the semifinals against Faraday, and it's crazy how life come full circle because the starting middle linebacker at Faraday actually played for me at Delta Charter, and mm-hmm. he played against kids that I coached at St. Helena, which, I mean, fate had it. You know, it, 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 that never would have happened. You know, a 99% chance of guys that I coached all around the state of Louisiana got a chance to play against each other in the semifinals and St. Helena beats Faraday on the last uh, last well the last game last play of the game quarterback is getting sacked uh, he's about to go down throws the ball up wide receiver from St. Helena comes down with it they win 12-6 so wow that was pretty cool <laughs> well let's fast forward a couple of years and you at uh, Wilkinson County High School aka the Woo the Woo <laughs> the Woo and you I'll let you tell the story, but you get a chance meeting with uh, uh, Jay Fleming and uh, yeah, man. take it from there. 
Yeah, man. So uh, went to well, at, at first I was at Delta Charter and I left there. I was a head coach, defensive coordinator. Shout out to Josh Lloyd for giving me a shot uh, to, to be a defensive coordinator, and he. Coach Lloyd left, and I became a head coach. Uh, I actually left Delta Charter, and I went to Wilkinson County. I was a defensive coordinator down there, man. And, uh, you know, we, we joke around all the time. Uh, head coach Kenny Brown gave me a chance, and uh, I was teaching special ed down there, but mostly assistant head coach and uh, offensive coordinator, uh, Big Rock Fossilman, uh, uh, he, he, Alvin Fossilman, he – he was my guy, and he was like, Coach Brown, if you know, Coach Taylor's looking to move around, and if you're looking for a guy, if you're trying to win some games, you know, you need to get him. So for him to let me come on the staff, that was awesome. And uh, Wilkinson County is kind of like a fraternity as well because everybody on the staff is from Woodville. And if you know anything about Woodville, you guys can do the research. It's some hard-nosed football down there. And uh, the thing we always used to say is there's no grind like a Wilkinson County grind. And, and they think about it. that team for a second. They had um, three D, no four D one guys on a three A school. Correct. Fosterman. They had baby Fosterman. They had Voorhees, uh, Alize, and the Maiden. They had Maiden, and you can't forget about Shard either. They had oh, uh, no. and the guy that went to South Florida, played defensive end. Uh, Frank. They had Frank. They, they had, had Frank. Five. Yep. Five D one kids at about a school of maybe. 400 kids, 500 kids. Right. And I mean, it's something it's something different in that water, man. I I have never been around. I mean, we worked hard in Natchez, but we did have a, a few things working in our favor. You know, we had the green room. We had an OK weight room. Wilkinson County, I mean, the, the facilities and stuff like that is not good and it's not favorable to those guys. But you would think that they were at Alabama where they work out in their weight room, the way they take the field, the way they take care of their, their, their field house. They they before I got there they didn't have we they didn't get new uniforms in eight years and you think those guys had the the best uniforms in in the country and the way that they take pride in wearing that green and orange which are terrible colors but <laughs> the way they take pride in wearing that Kelly green and orange uh, you know is it, something awesome man and I, I learned a lot down there in Woodville how to do the most with the least um, I actually was a special ed teacher so. I taught six classes a day, and my off period was the period I was inclusion. So I had to go to all my kids' teachers and get all their work and stuff like that. So as a defensive coordinator, and you're playing in one of the best 3A districts in the, in in, the, in Mississippi, you know, it's kind of hard to get ready for Hazelhurst, who runs the wing tee, and they got all these big guys. And it's kind of hard to do that when you're coaching – I'm sorry, you're teaching seven classes, and then as soon as you get out, you're going straight to practice. And so that – that taught me how to do the most with, with, with less, man, and I, I was thankful for my time there. But, uh, again, go to the meeting with RJ. Oh, yeah, man. So, uh, leaving spring practice, this was this was after my first fall in Woodville. It's the spring. Uh, leaving spring practice, and uh, my guy, RJ Fleming, who actually is from Natchez, he went to Trinity, and uh, we tried to get him to come to Natchez plenty of times, but he never wanted to come to Natchez High. He, he stayed at, uh, at Trinity, and um, you know, he called me and was like, hey, man, we want to come to your school and recruit some of your guys. And I was like, that's fine, man. Come on through. And uh, he was like, well, I got my defensive coordinator with me. 
um, we're about to go grab some food. So um, I'm like, man, we all can go get some dinner if y'all want to. You know, and this was impromptu. I was leaving practice. And uh, so we, we met. We actually met at the casino and we went to the buffet and, uh, and, and we sat down and we ate the buffet and all that good stuff. And uh, we just talked. Uh, me and the defensive coordinator talked more than I talked to RJ. And we're talking about ball. What do I do? And, uh, you know, what I do at Woodville. You know, what's my philosophy? What are the things that I'm, you know, that I'm into and all that good stuff? And uh, two hours later, after we sat at the buffet and we talked and we had a good time, um, he said, hey, um, would you be willing to move to Chicago? And I was like, what do you mean? He said, well, I'm, I'm looking for a D-line coach. And in my head, I'm like, I've never taught D-line. I'm coach D-line, never played D-line. Like, and I'm like, man, I, I was like, I don't know, man. I said, I would love to coach college football, but I don't know about the D-line part. And he was like, well, look, think about it. I'll give you a call back tomorrow. He called me the next day. And by that time, I was like, um, man, I'm, I'm ready to get into college coaching. So whatever it is, I'm going to do it. Uh, I said, yeah, man, I, I'm interested. So uh, two days later, the head coach called me and he, he phone interviewed me. We didn't talk about football not once. All he talked about was life. And uh, Trinity's a Christian school, so he talked about Jesus and all that good stuff. Uh, and three days later, he called me back, uh, sent me HR paperwork. Uh, told me that I was hired. Uh, was my job if I wanted. I accepted it. Two weeks later, I was on a flight to Chicago with two suitcases, and I uh, was at Trinity International University. Uh, first time being a, a college football coach. What's the biggest difference other than the class load from coaching in college and in the high school? Man, I, I think the the biggest thing is you find so much idle time coaching college because you, you you're so used to. to Checking class, you're so used to doing classes and, and and lesson plans and and especially in special education, you're doing 504 plans, you're doing IEPs, you're doing all this stuff, and then you go to college and you wake up and it's 8:30, you're out of staff meeting and you're like, what am I gonna do today? You know you you know and you sit down and you recruit all day and you know of course you go and check your kids' classes and stuff, but it's a lot of it's, you have a lot of time to work on just football. And, you know, and, and I had to realize, you know, sometimes I'll be just working, working, working. And I look up, it's three o'clock and I literally have nothing to do but to recruit. And I'm like, man, I got to learn how to budget my time a little bit better and, you know, stuff like that. So that I think that's the biggest difference is is not teaching. OK, when you got there, I think they named you the recruit coordinator in your second year. Yeah. So and I think you ended up getting is, a bunch of guys from the south to come to Chicago what what is your uh, recruiting style what what what, what make what did you do to go, to go out and get the guys especially to sell them on frigid Chicago man I, I think the biggest thing is man like I said I learned from the guys I've been around and uh, the guy who recruited me he sat on my dad's couch and he told me uh, I don't want your son to make a decision based on me I want him to make a decision knowing that for the next four years, regardless if I'm here or not, that he'll be taken care of. And, you know, and, and that's my biggest thing, man. I want to make sure that every kid I recruit, they're comfortable with the school that they're picking because you never know what can happen. You know, coaches get fired. Coaches leave all the time. I want them to be comfortable at the school, and I want them to know that regardless of what's going on, they'll be taken care of. And that's why you have to – I feel like in college, you know, I, I think that it's the high school coaching me that – 
I, I can't sell a kid on a place that I'm not sold on, and I love Trinity to death. Trinity was a great place. So it was easy to sell kids to come to Chicago because, number one, uh, you know, Trinity is an awesome place. And number two, you know, Chicago in the summertime is awesome, you know, even though they only have summer for about two months and then it's winter again. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's, it's getting kids to trust you, getting kids to trust your program, and getting kids to trust that, you know, you really have their best interests at heart. And, uh, you know, kids can see through that. And even if the kids can't, moms can. And, right. you know, and I, and I wanted mom, I wanted mom, I wanted dad, I wanted sister to know that, you know, regardless of what's going on, I'm going to take care of your child. And uh, I'll make sure that, you know, if anything happens to me, if anything happens to, you know, our head coach, you know, your child will be taken care of regardless. And, uh, you know, I, I it's still that way to this day with the kids I recruited, you know, at Trinity and, you know, and, and those guys, you know, they call me all the time. I'm, I'm really good friends with the head, the new head coach at Trinity. He's one of my, one of my good friends as well. So, you know, I check on those guys all the time and make sure they're taken care of. And, you know, I hold up my end of the bargain because I know for a fact, the new head coach, he's going to take real good care of him too. He's a, he's a stand up guy. Okay. Now, uh, the, the currently you at, Texas Wesleyan, correct? Yes, sir. And Texas Wesleyan University. I think that came about around the time we were in Charlotte. Is that correct? Yeah, man. So another story, man. Oh, R.J. Fleming, man. He he came back again. So uh, back to R.J. He was he was coaching at Trinity with me during the spring, my first spring, spring 2016, and R.J. went and did a couple camps. So just so happened he went and did TCU's camp, and he did such a great job. They hired him on as a GA, as a graduate assistant at TCU. So he left NAI at Texas. I'm sorry, NAI at Trinity, and he went to TCU. So he made really good big friends jump. with a guy. Yeah, big jump, <laughs> big jump. So he made really good friends with a guy that was the the uh, the head GA by the name of Kyle Cox, and uh, who left TCU after their Alamo Bowl win when they came back from 31 down and they beat Oregon, Oregon. in the Alamo Bowl. He he left and he went to Texas Wesleyan as the wide receivers coach and the passing game coordinator. And he did that last year. So he, he worked that last year. And this year he just got promoted to offensive coordinator. So the first person he called was RJ. And he said, hey, RJ, I got a job for you. And uh, he said, oh, you'll be coaching wide receivers and, you know, you'll be doing this, doing that. And RJ said, well, let me think about it. And RJ uh, wanted to finish out his GA at TCU, so he turned it down. And uh, Kyle Cox, who's our offensive coordinator, he called RJ back and said, hey, man, do you know anybody that may be interested in the job? And uh, <laughs> and RJ said without hesitation, it was like, I know exactly who. I know the guy for the job would be perfect for it. And uh, Kyle Cox called me. Um, we we talked a little bit. Uh, just so happened my dad lives in Texas. He moved here after Katrina. Uh, so, you know, I was down for Christmas, uh, came down, <laughs> went on my interview. Well, it really was a it was an impromptu thing. It was just an informal, hey, just come in and let's just talk a little bit. Went in, stayed for about three hours. They showed me around campus. By the time I left, they offered me the job. So had had to maul it over a little bit, uh, you know, and we, that's when we went to the coaches' convention. And at the coaches' convention, I accepted it uh, in person with the head coach at Texas Wesleyan, Coach Prudhomme. I accepted it, and that's when I made the move. What is it about uh, Texas Wesleyan that you love right so far? Football is king in Texas, man. Nothing else matters. There's two seasons in Texas. You got football, you got spring football. Everything <laughs> else don't matter. So, uh, man, I, I mean, 
it, I, this is the first. I mean, I love training, like I said, but this is this is the first time, and uh, you know, I can tell that the administration is behind football. They're they're putting money into the program. We have a really nice weight room. Uh, we just got approved to get our on-campus field uh, built and everything. And uh, and I, I know we didn't touch on this, but Texas Wesleyan had a 75-year hiatus in, in football. Wow. So last year was their first year back. So, uh, you know, they were playing with freshmen and redshirt freshmen, basically, against grown men. And uh, needless to say, that didn't turn out well. So uh, this year, the, the folk, we focused on uh, getting, getting transfers and getting grants transfers and we did a great job getting guys in now we got you know we, we got six transfer old linemen all six of them can get out there and play right now uh, we got a couple transfer uh, receivers a lot of transfer D linemen a couple transfer DBs I think we'll be real competitive this year got a guy from uh, Hazers too right Man, we got big, yeah, big LaCris Hood, man, from Hazelhurst. Uh, like I said, things come full circle so crazy. Uh, my my last year in Woodville, uh, we we played Hazelhurst for the for the district championship, and LaCris Hood was the best defensive and offensive lineman for Hazelhurst, and he ended up signing with Southwest Mississippi Junior College, and uh, he had a couple D1 offers coming out of Southwest, but he actually chose to come to Texas Wesleyan, so that that was that was big for us. Yeah, now um, you you move to Texas, you get close to your brother, get close to Bray, and you get close to your family. So yeah, man. No question, that's a, a, a all around better look for you. You every time I talk to you, you seem extremely happy and content with where you are in your coaching career. What do you see yourself doing five to ten years from now? What's your goal, coaching wise? Well, my, my goal, man, is to be – I want to be a D, Division One position coach. That's my goal. In five years, I want to be a Division One position coach, man, and that's my goal for myself. A lot of people say, man, why don't you want to be a coordinator? Why don't you want to be a head coach? Why don't you want to go to the NFL? That, that's not what I desire to do. I want to be happy, and uh, I wake up every day. I'm happy. I, I recruit every day. I'm the recruiting coordinator and wide receivers coach, so – I'm happy, and if I can do if I can do what I'm doing right now, on the, on the biggest level, I'll be a happy camper, and I and and that's what I want to do. I want to be able to wake up every day and, and be excited to go to work. I want to be excited to 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 be able to 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 do what I love every day. So that's why I see myself in the next five to ten years. Uh, really thought about. Uh, going into NFL scouting, I have some guys that I'm, I'm really close with. One of the guys is an agent that signed my cornerback to the. Uh, he signed my cornerback to his agency uh, from Trinity, and he's actually playing for the Arizona Cardinals now. He's a guy that I talk to all the time. He's a real good guy. Thought about dabbling in that, but you know, I don't. I I, I don't think I want to come off the field. I love coaching too much. Love the little things, man, and working on the little things and seeing guys progress and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I think five to ten years from now, I definitely see myself in the Power Five Conference as a position coach and also helping like guys like myself that that are in my position now, helping them, showing them the way to get to where they need to be. All right, when you get. Uh, when you see a recruit and you go into the school for the kids that may be listening, for the uh, the juniors and seniors that maybe want to play college football, let them know what's the first thing you look for when you go into a high school. Yes, yeah, first thing I look for is man, your, your 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 the way you present yourself. I mean, you know, I want to see your pants pulled up. I want to see you looking neat and clean. Not saying that you have to have your shirt tucked in and have a shirt and tie on, but. 
I want you to look presentable. You should look presentable every day because that's your first that's your first impression, your sight. You know, you don't want to give somebody a bad impression just by just by you looking sloppy and stuff like that. Secondly, I want to see how you interact with your teachers, with your coaches, and your friends. Like, if you're a guy that's you know that that's lively, that's bubbly, you know, that's all that people want to be around, people attract themselves to you. That's what I want. I, I walk into school sometimes. I'll give you an example. I'm going to call him out. Skylar Perry, quarterback from Edna Carr. He signed with Texas Wesleyan. And when you walk into Edna Carr, everybody knows who Skylar Perry is. They're, they're, they they want to be around him. They want to they, they want to be they want to laugh and joke with him. And he's walking around. And one thing I, I, I noticed is that, uh, you know, and I learned this from my head coach, Coach Perdome, is that when you shake somebody's hand, and you 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 touch them, and like when I say you touch them, so you touch their shoulder, you you know you give them a pat on the back or something like that, that automatically drops their guard down. And Skylar's that guy that when he hug when he when he gives you a handshake, he wants to hug you, he wants to you know slap you on your back, he wanna you know chest bump you and stuff like that. That's the kind of guy he is. And you know, and a lot of people you know let that guard down because that's just the kind of kid he is. So I'm looking for guys that people want to be around. And you can kind of sense that when you're walking in the hall with a kid, you know, and 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 you, you know, and and everybody's looking at him like, oh, I can't believe that dude talking to a college coach. You can see that. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and thirdly, you know, I want to hear what the teachers got to say. I'm going to talk to one or two of your teachers, and I'm definitely going to talk to your coach. I get coaches' recommendations and teachers' recommendations because at our level, you you may get more money academically than you do football wise. We're going to give you football money in the NAIA, but the bulk of your money comes from academics. And, and what, you know, what um how can they get the academic money? What what are you looking for uh GPA wise, ACT score wise, uh SAT score wise? Right. So, I mean, we have scholarships ranging from $7,000 all the way up to 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 full tuition scholarships, man, academically. So, if you're a 25 and a 19 at Texas Wesleyan University, you're going to get admitted and you're going to get $7,000 academically off the off the That's top. your minimum. That's the minimum. Mm-hmm. The most we have we have a valedictorian salutatorian scholarship where you can get up to full tuition. Uh, we have a transfer scholarship where we we call it the smaller smarter scholarship where if you're full tuition and you have I'm sorry if you're if you're a transfer guy and you have 42 transferable hours and you're over a 3.0 you'll get full tuition to come to Texas Wesleyan. So, you know, we're, we're looking for guys that can do it in the classroom because if you can do it in the classroom, we know for sure you can do it on a football field. So, right. you know, at this at this level, you know, that the, the academics are, are very important. Yeah. Well, uh, we got a bunch of – well, not a bunch of guys. We got some guys that kind of fit that description and, you know, I think could play for you. But what would you do to sell someone from – Tallahassee or someone from the 850 to Big Ben to Panhandle to come to Texas? Well, the biggest thing is, man, we have, well, we have one of the best business schools in the country. Uh, you know, and a lot of people come to Texas, they come to Fort Worth because it's the fourth biggest media market in the country. And what I tell every kid I recruit is the school, you, the college you go to, that's why you're setting up your professional network. And I'm pretty sure, you know, a lot of the people that went to college and stuff like that, if you think about it, your first job is within 30 to 50 miles away from where you went to college. That's the way it was with me. I went to Alcorn State. My first job was 30 minutes away in Natchez, Mississippi. If you're a guy that wants to get exposure, if you're a guy that wants people to see you, if you want to be able to do internships, you want to meet a lot of big wigs, the fourth biggest media market in the country is, is a pretty good place to start. Most definitely, most definitely. Because any connect you have in Fort Worth, you can easily transfer it to Dallas. And that's what, uh, 15, 20-minute drive? 
man, you get on 30, you drive for 20 minutes, you're in the heart of Dallas, baby. Nothing wrong with that. And everything's big in Texas, they say. Hey, it's the truth, baby. I I ain't going to hold you too long because I'm trying to cut the uh, the time down on my podcast. But I sure appreciate you coming on, man. Again, this is my brother from another mother. We got uh, so many stories we can go into. So it's definitely going to be a part two. And we, oh, yeah. uh, we're we getting together for uh, another friend of ours' um, wedding. And so um, after that, I'm sure the stories will be <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> but, man, man, I appreciate you coming on, man. Good luck at Texas Wesleyan. Uh, you know I'm going to keep up with you. I'm going to try to get out there. But, you know, my schedule will be so busy. But I appreciate you taking the time out to be on the Synthetic Talent Podcast and showing your boy some love. All right. Hey, I got to say something before I go, man. Go you you got to let... You gotta let the people know who helped you name the podcast, man. You, you got you gotta let them know. I'm I'm gonna take credit for that. You gotta let yeah, them know. Yeah, you did. Bro. I was I was floating and searching for all kind of names. I came up with a bunch of crazy stuff, and you just blurted it out. <laughs> and I was like, man, that sounds good. I took it and ran with it. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But yeah, man. Hey, I appreciate you having me, man. And like you say, brothers from another mother, but you might as well have the same mother. Love you, Barbara Evans. <laughs> Hold it down. And, uh, man, have a good night, man. Kiss them boys for me, bro. And I'm going to go ahead and lay it down, man. I appreciate it, Doc. Tip the salad. We out. Yeah.